0: This week on the Town Tailgate podcast, we have a very special guest for you. Um, another legend from the greatest city on the planet, Antioch, California. Tyler McAvena joins us. And Julio, fun fact, that is also a girl's name, apparently, because that is a girl. That is not a guy.
1: Yay, yeah, yeah, Tyler of the 925. She'll be joining us this week. We're going to be discussing the news around the leagues, which include the updated playoff picture throughout Major League Baseball, as well as the passing of two of baseball's biggest legends with Tom Seaver and Lou Brock. From there, we're going to be talking about our Oakland A's, Chris.
0: Yeah, the little disappointing series with the Padres, but some light at the end of the tunnel with a very satisfactory series against the Astros. And then a couple of the injury woes going on with the A's, and of course the return of the master himself marcus simeon <laughs> then we go over last week's essential tailgate tools a week we pick a player of the week and then big segment coming up after the break isn't that right julio
1: that's right it is time for us for the oakland A's, to focus just take zen. a deep breath zen we have their last month of the season before we hit the playoffs that now it's time for the oakland A's to really focus on what's going to make them the best team in baseball From then on out, we'll do our usual stuff, talk about the coming week, as well as our essential tailgate tools of the week.
0: I like what you did there with focus. You know, very, very uh, foreshadowing. So stay tuned, folks. And here's Tyler Mack joining us. Welcome to the tailgate. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be Diversity Day today on the on the Town Tailgate Podcast um, because today we have a very special guest. We have a girl joining us yeah. today. That's right. We that's right. Woo. Girls like sports too, everybody. Girls like sports too. So um, welcome, everybody. Tyler McAvenna to uh, the Town Tailgate Podcast. What's up, Tyler?
2: Hey, you got the last name right.
0: That's I I've, well, I've known you for known so you for long. I better get it right. I didn't yeah, know. that's how you pronounce your full last
2: name. I love too that your first girl is named Tyler as well. That'll oh
0: yeah. Loop. <laughs> oh my God, that's going to be confusing Julio when we post it on like social media. Like, <laughs> join us this week with Tyler McAvenna and they'll be like, "Oh, cool, another guy." Like, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. You, you can never assume these days.
2: <laughs> you never know.
0: Um. So thanks for coming on, Tyler. We're excited to have you. Uh, we made it a point that we wanted you to be one of our first like five guests. Because we know how big of an A's fan you are. We went to uh, the wild card game this past wild, uh, disappointing wild card game um, Ugh, night don't, together. Don't
2: remind me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Did a nice I'm, little tour. I'm pretty game.
2: much banned from playoff games now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't go.
0: <laughs> uh, and you're coming to us from Sacramento, California? Yes.
2: Yes. What um,
0: day, though. There you go. So. Should we just let's just start off with um, just talking a little bit about you? So, like, how did you become an Ace fan?
2: Yeah, so I was born and raised in Antioch, uh, so I think like a lot of us East Bay area homies. That's right, we, another uh, another another Antioch homie. <laughs> another Antioch. There's there's a lot of us. um You know, that's what I was born and raised with as far as baseball goes. I I think Ace was the closer, cheaper option. <laughs> 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 um, uh, but really, I guess as as it goes with starting to be a fan um i played softball in middle school and high school and weirdly instead of starting to watch softball i started to watch baseball um because i love nick swisher i thought he was so cute <laughs> 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 and um and he played first base so um, yeah what I- what
0: position did you play
2: I played first. I'm a lefty. Okay. Oh, so, I actually had his number. I was number 33. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> god.
0: You really you t- you took this crush to the oh, max. I, I,
1: I thought you had like his actual phone number. I'm like,
2: "Wait." I'm like, you were probably like, <laughs> "Oh my 14 god." At the that that would have been illegal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that would have been a problem. Um no, so I, I started watching them and really like that's how I learned the game of baseball and inherently softball as well um you know there's so many little things with baseball you know what to do in a pickle where to throw it Mm -hmm. you know when you have men on first and third or women on first and third kind of what you're doing there um and when it came to the A's I just feel like they're always kind of an underdog I love a good underdog um you know they they give us so much hope through every season (laughs) we get so excited and more often than not, we're let down a little bit, but. Um, More often you
0: know. than not, how about uh, uh, every <laughs> single time? Every I'm single time. Them,
2: I'm trying to give them a little credit here. I mean, it could be worse. <laughs> it could. <laughs> it could. I but mean, yeah. It sucks. No, no, I love them, and then their colors are uh, are way better than the Giants' colors. So had to go that route.
1: <laughs> Best colors.
0: But isn't anything. your isn't your whole isn't your whole family like Ace fans though?
2: Kind of, yeah. So my dad, um, he's from the Midwest. He's a big Cardinals fan. Oh, okay. Um, but now he's been in California, I think, longer than he was. He was out there, so he he's a bit half and half. Whenever we've gone to uh, playoff games, he always wears his Cardinals jerseys underneath his A's jerseys because <laughs> usually the Cardinals are in the playoffs too.
0: <laughs> yeah um yeah so just for the listeners so me and me and tyler went to high school together i mean julio kind of but julio is a little bit older than tyler tyler's a couple years younger than me so yeah uh, I think, we became close in high school i think i that. was
1: a senior because what year did you graduate
2: yeah i was wondering that too i graduated in 2010
1: yeah so i was a senior when okay. and like yeah, was- the only freshman that i knew <laughs> Was Robert Lawfinger because he lived across the street. Shout out Robert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I was. I was definitely not cool enough to be known by Team. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely not.
0: <laughs> uh, so, how did you come to enjoy the team so much?
2: Um, currently or just historically? I don't Ever. know.
0: I I would say just like like what like what makes you such a big fan? Like what makes you go to like. S- several games every games. season. Yeah. I, yeah, I
2: think the A's for me are more of like a feeling than a team. I mean, just going to the Coliseum itself, um, you know, it gets a lot of shit talked on it, but I love being there. The tailgates are, you know, they can't be beat. Um, you know, it's so old. It's like gets gets flooded every year, um, but it's a beautiful, beautiful field to me. I love seeing the team play. I love that we typically have a young team um that's really trying to build it up and um I kind of like that we're not a team like the Yankees or the Cardinals that
0: massive know, yeah eye I roll. was like that was <laughs> a <tennis. laughs> massive eye roll
2: but that that you really don't know kind of what to expect from them um you know I just I just love that about the A's love watching the team I mean We've had so many really iconic groups of players, you know, the Coco era, um, the Nick Swisher, Eric Chavez era, um, you know, and now we have Chapman, Olsen, all those guys, too. I think we have really memorable teams to people even outside of the A's fan base, which is pretty cool to be a part of.
1: You brought up a really good point of just the Coliseum itself about the special feelings. I'm sure between the three of us, we've probably been to at least a dozen stadiums around the country. There's not I wish. many that really uh, It could be us biased, but just seeing from what other people have said around the country too, there's not many that provide like that kind of feeling like you get in Oakland.
2: Mm-hmm. It's like maybe
1: like a handful and that's it. Even when it's there's... a
2: total culture thing too. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole city that uh, I, well, <laughs> maybe not in, in recent years, but you know, the culture of Oakland, just people and the Bay area, people, even just going to Giants games, it's a totally different vibe. You feel that people are really there for the game and to be around other fans.
0: I love how like emotional the responses have gotten from our two guests. It's going to be great. I, lo- I yeah, love the explanations. Like, Mason, Mason like, got a little right emotional to too, and I love it. It, it, made made me, it
1: made me feel like I'm sitting in left field right now. So,
2: didn't they yeah. say baseball is romantic? Is yeah, how can you not football? be romantic about Base- baseball? <laughs> yes, there mm-hmm. we go. That's it. <laughs>
0: Uh, what's your favorite A's moment?
2: Uh, so I, I thought about this one a little bit. Um, my favorite moment is more of a memory, and it really isn't isn't a game, actually. I don't know if you guys ever did this, but did you ever run the bases at, at O.Co? Mm-hmm. Or I guess Ring, whatever it's called now. Yeah,
1: so I, I think by the time <laughs> it came around, um, I might have been, like, too old, but I was, I was <laughs> a part of, like, the Ace Kids Club where we'd always get, like, the Stomper bobblehead and then, like, the Stomper bunch hell. Oh, nice. So that was Same. my thing.
2: They, they love their kids there. But um, one of my memories is my uncle, my dad's brother, was out here. He's obsessed with sports. He didn't understand why my dad didn't work as a popcorn guy at, <laughs> <laughs> at O.Co, <laughs> um, being so close to it. Um but he was out here, and my sister and I were a little bit younger, but definitely um, old enough. You know, I think I'm 12 or 13, my sister's eight or nine, and we're going to go run the bases, and my dad's trying to convince them, and my uncle's trying to convince the Oakland uh, team or whatever, that we were too scared to run them by themselves or by ourselves so that my dad and uncle could come with us. <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> and the guys are looking at them like no sir she's 13 years old she's not four or five you can't come from the bases um and so my dad and uncle are like okay pretend like you pretend like you're gonna trip and grab some dirt and make sure you get some chalk with it oh and a little bit of grass too like to steal it from the field (laughs) so that uh so that my uncle could take it home with him so (laughs) that's one of my (laughs) favorite memories of course it was after a game i don't necessarily remember the game but yeah um, that's one of the, the cooler memories I have of the A's and, and, uh, the Coliseum. It's
1: yeah, definitely like that feeling it's, it's very like family oriented, except when they're playing yeah. like Boston or New York or San Francisco, like don't take <laughs> your family to those games.
2: Oh, my grandpa's a Boston fan. We, we brought him to one game and I think that was that. I've
1: seen <laughs> multiple family members either get into or nearly get into a fight during those series. <laughs>
0: I've um, been doing, I've been to a a Battle of the Bay where we were down on the bleachers and then, like, you know how, like, there's, like, the plaza level, which is above it? This, like, drunk asshole and his drunk, like, bitch-ass girlfriend were just yelling down at, like, a group of Ace fans being like, hey, fuck you, Ace suck, fuck you, just, like, blowing up, just, like, saying every curse word that they could and just yelling (laughs) at a bunch of, like, a bunch of families and they're just like, dude, shut up. Like everybody was like, like my yeah. aunt who was, who was a Giants fan, like turn around and be like, just like, Hey, drunk, drunk chick, just like, shut up. You're like, we're, we're here with our kids and stuff like that. I don't know. It's kind of weird, but anyway, very kid friendly. My dad's
2: definitely had his fair share of yelling at people about cussing around <laughs> at, at yeah. Oakland. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you see, he's been that dad before.
0: <laughs> I could totally see your dad doing that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, okay, cool. So then what's the best game you've seen in person?
2: Uh, so this is the other reason I'm not allowed at any playoff games anymore. Okay. <laughs> so I was, um, at game five of Sunny versus Birdlander of the ALDS, I think it was, in 2013, oh, God. I want to say. I know. Mm. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. Um, obviously the outcome was not what we wanted at all, but it was my first playoff game. A friend of mine from my family vacation had free tickets from work about five rows behind home plate. Um, so in like directly in line, you know, of, of home plate in the pitcher, pitcher's mound. Um, and just the energy, playoff energy is unreal. Yeah, I mean, it just, unless you're really into baseball, I guess, and are at a playoff game, especially with the A's. <laughs> And it being game five um, with with the team that we had then, it was just pretty incredible. And even though I hate to admit it, seeing Verlander pitch was pretty cool. I mean, you get to see, you know, firsthand a lot of the movement that he puts on the ball and and kind of why he is, you know, the way that he is. But, um, yeah, coolest game I went to just because of, of where we were sitting, who was playing, the team was playing, and, um, you know, being it. That it was playoffs. And I think that's
1: also I forgot that they you, uh, I was gonna say just bro. you as like a baseball fan too. Like it doesn't have to necessarily deal with the A's winning, but just seeing like arguably the best, if not one of the best, pitchers of like the last yeah. ten years kind of like yeah. paint his masterpiece as much as I hated it. <laughs>
2: I know. <laughs> that's that's the hard thing about it. And I remember again, my dad, and a lot of my memories are with him at games, but I did not want to get up and clap for them. When when they won and we're cheering and he was like, "You need to stand up and and cheer for them and respect the team." I'm like, pouting, <laughs> but um, really really cool experience overall. And um, you know, next playoff game I go to, it's not going to be a, a decision game, <laughs> like a game one.
0: <laughs> um, I I forgot that Sonny and Verlander went head to head twice in that series because they yeah. went head to head game two. That was a game that. I always talk about where they walked off um, and then that's right. Game five, that was Sonny's rookie season and Bob Melvin had him pitch two huge games in that series. Uh, yeah. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty intense.
2: Yeah. Um, and I think that's the biggest difference with the A's that get into the playoffs versus a lot of the teams. If we're not, we usually yeah. have a lot younger of a team. We don't have as tenured of guys that know playoffs because it's a different, different kind of game there.
0: Yeah. All right. So we have a a couple, um, again, we don't want to be sexist, but we have a couple funny questions in terms of just being a girl who is a big baseball fan that loves the sport. Um, because a lot of times guys will, um, assume girls don't know anything about sports. So what's the like worst mansplain, like sports mansplain (laughs) story that you've ever had where you just like wanted to punch the guy in the face. You were just so frustrated. Like, dude, I probably know more about baseball than you.
2: Yeah. Um, It's really funny because I I don't have a very specific example because I'm too much of a a brat to deal with that. I would just walk away (laughs) and (laughs) not speak to that person. If it even started, I would just... You guys saw the eye roll a little bit earlier. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, But it's funny because Julio, I think... I don't know if we started this yet or if it was before we started recording, but um, it's more when I do start talking about baseball and I start talking about the A's, it's like I have to explain myself and I have to say, or people, I'll get the question, like, well, what's the starting lineup? Who's the first baseman? Like, what's mm-hmm. the record right now? You know, I'm supposed to be, you know, the statistics major of the Oakland A's um, if I even drop that I that I like them. And I don't know, I, I, I'll ask you guys, I don't know if that's a question you get if you say you like a sports team, like, you don't get asked why.
0: You like them. 100% and hey, I will I will be the first to admit it. I have been a victim of that doing that to a girl before and <laughs> and it's more to Giants fans just because You're
2: a victim and, of doing that?
0: Or sorry, uh, You're sorry. I am I, am guilty <laughs> yeah, of I was like, come You're right. Wrong word. Wrong word. Wrong word. <laughs> I am guilty of doing that and I've done that to people before but I've only ever done I will say I've only ever done it to Giants fans because all Giants fans are bandwagon, bandwagon fans bandwagon that don't bandwagon. know anything about their team, so I do it to all of them. It's okay, not that's just true. Girls. That's true. Maybe but I done that too. <laughs> I am harder on girls because girls are more flamboyant about being a Giants fan. They'll post on like social media. Giants just won the World Series. This is so cool! And then it's like, all right, cool. Name five people on that team right now. Um, you yeah, can do that to a lot a of people right. but, now, though. Too. But yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Would say but, that but I, I, sort of I will say I am, people. I am definitely guilty of that, and I. I have tried my best to try and change that. And I apologize to any women that I've offended doing that in the past. The, so the now only, that I know that I will try, I will, I will make an effort to try harder.
1: The only team or yeah. the only time I ever questioned somebody's like sports fandom. If it's, it's just really random. If someone's just like, yeah, I'm a huge Kansas city Royals fan. I'm like why? Why? Like that's oh my
2: gosh. that's just more of like I'm <laughs> more like. Football team. <laughs> well, no, I know, I know
1: you're a Dolphins fan. I can't remember why, but it's just like it, there's always a the story. It's usually like, oh yeah, my dad is from there, or like, oh my grandpa was a huge fan, or some something totally. like that.
0: I was gonna say more. Usually, that reason is more like unique and like a little bit like close to their heart than like just like I'm a Giants fan. You know what I mean? Like living yeah. in the Bay Area, like there's obviously like a story behind that.
2: Yeah, and I feel like just Giants. Oh God, I didn't. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's like the cool team, and again, that's maybe why it's over the years I've gotten even more in love with the A's. It's because it's not necessarily cool to be mm-hmm. an A's fan, like it is a Giants fan. I mean, it's a hipster. Yeah, like you, <laughs> hipster. Yeah, you go to any, uh, you know, like how Walmart or Target always has that section for you know for sports stuff. They never they have like one. You know, little boys age shirt. They don't have anything else, but there's a ton of giant stuff always.
1: And it's the one shirt that I'll have to use because I need a shirt for that day. Um <laughs> it's it's I'm kind of thinking about like tie tangent real quick, but people's stories of like how they become fans. The one that's always interesting to me and it just shows you like this is just kind of like America, is I had a coworker way back in the day who was a huge Braves fan. And I'm like, why would you be a Braves fan? He's like, well, Braves games were always on TBS when we were growing up because Turner owned the Braves or owns the Braves. It's like, oh, (laughs) I was like, oh, shit. Never thought about that. I still thought he was dumb, but.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's It's not Switch. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: (laughs) It's funny you say that, Tyler, about like the, like you go to like Walmart and there's no A section, there's like a Giants. I use Giants section. I was just texting julio about this on friday because i went to portland for a friend's birthday and when we, we had a layover in san jose and i walk into like you know just like the newsstand shop to go get a water and they have every sports team is represented except for the a's they have giants gear they have warriors gear what? they have sharks gear they have earthquakes gear but not a uh, niners gear and they have absolutely no a's gear none i was just like this is just is a slap in the face. anything
2: to do do you think it has anything to do i remember you know when the a's were looking to move we still are but we looked at multiple different cities and it was the giants who were like saying well this is our jurisdiction this is our fan base do they have a monopoly on it probably what can be sold i wouldn't
1: be shocked that makes sense but also san jose just kind of sucks <laughs> like <the> real- <laughs> i
2: agree that's why i moved away yeah
1: like let's be real here like you go to San Jose to go to a Sharks game. Um, if you want to get a really cheap flight, or like if you want to go to Great America, and that's pretty much it.
2: And that's in Santa. Clara. Yeah, yeah, that's not in San Jose.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah,
2: no, trust me. Th- three years was quite enough down
0: there. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna take a, like a complete 180, and we're all we're gonna completely go against what we just said. Um, who are the top five hottest A's of all time?
2: Oh my gosh. I hope you guys have feedback. I want to, I want to, oh, I already have my own. Down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, look at He's pulling out a list right now. He's, he's got it. All right. So, number five is a tie. Um, my favorite third baseman, well, second and third favorite third baseman, I have Matt Chapman and Josh Donaldson. Ooh. They're,
0: Matt I Chapman usually, is good looking, huh? I don't know his hair. I'm not, I'm not about his hair for some reason.
2: He's so cute. I'm usually not into like lighter, lighter hair guys, but I don't know. Maybe whatever they do at third base, it just, it works.
1: Yeah, Ch- <laughs> Chappie's like a, like a living in Orange County for three years. He just kind of like your typical Orange County guy, but do- Josh Donaldson, I see it.
2: Josh yeah. Donaldson got a little wild sign. Yeah. He got a little flair to him. 100%. I, yeah. Um, yeah, he's a good looking guy. I did put him before Chappie on my list, so I guess he's a high five, but there is a tie there.
0: <laughs> I see what you did there. Play on words. Let's see what you did there.
2: Uh, um, okay, number four is Houston Street. Ooh. He's Ooh, so cute. I did not
0: see that one coming, but now I think about it, that is one handsome man.
2: I mean, just the name. You can't not have him on your list. <laughs> oh,
0: that's a good point.
2: He's
1: kind
0: of like a shorter guy,
2: though. But like, well, okay, <laughs> don't, don't don't judge him.
0: I'm getting kind of like a with just the list already. Besides Chapman, I'm getting like a very rough around the red edges, kind of like a southern like type of feel that you that you're going for.
2: I guess we'll we'll see with these next few. Yeah, because okay. he did kind of have an accent, huh? So. Yeah. But that's not what I was paying attention to. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, number three is Matt Olson. So on the other oh, spectrum, yeah. I guess of height, he is just beautiful. I think he's like six six three or six four. Um, a fellow first baseman, he got his Gold Glove tonight. Woo-hoo.
0: Yeah, me and yeah. Uh, me and Julio both like have said like ho- like we feel like he's so good looking. But it all it's always the guys who you think are the hottest are the guys. That girls don't think and? are hot, so we could we could never tell. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's why I'm curious to see her. And he's you know also funny from though?
0: the south. Oh, order Maybe I oh, like a good
2: he? little southern gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, that's what's funny though, too, is like when I see guys playing, I'm I'm thinking, you know, they're so cute, and then I'll look them up, and their pictures are just horrible. Those baseball <laughs> photos that they take just are, like are the, not doing that, anybody like favors. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um okay number two is eric chavez Ugh, i mean what a Jim. man back, i've been hearing about him base. i've
0: been hearing about him for like 20 years and the people still don't like shut up about how good looking he is it's insane i mean yeah
2: he's a good looking guy um and number one is nick swisher of <laughs> yeah, course so i've got color. got my og love for him he had like the long hair when i started watching baseball and that's sort of my thing. And, again, he played first base, so I kind of really focused on him. <laughs> and, he, uh, he he kind of yeah. –
0: do you, is it the, like, goofiness? Is that part of it, too? And, like, the kind of, like, just the – He is you- super
2: goofy, <laughs> too. And yeah. I, like – I was kind of obsessed with him. Like, I started memorizing and doing what he would do when he'd walk up to the plate. <laughs> like, he always put his bat, you know, to the other side of the field. <laughs> and then, yeah.
1: He was just the big party <laughs> boy. <laughs> He was. he was definitely, sure, he, he yeah. had big frat guy energy.
0: Oh, 1,000%. No, 1, 1, so 1, right. 1, 1,000%. <laughs>
2: yeah, he he was probably a wild one in that group, I can see.
0: Um, Now that I think about it, he looks very similar to your fiancé.
2: To Nick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, his name's Nick. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm, like, somehow fulfilling my destiny.
0: <laughs> That's- All right, I guess I'll settle for Nick.
2: <laughs> oh God, I gotta tell um, I did want to mention though the best looking baseball player ever is Grady Sizemore from the Indians. He
0: oh he was interesting was okay. he wasn't handsome. Oh wow. I'm glad
2: you agree. He literally had a fan yeah. club called Grady's Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I wonder, was too young to join it, but
0: <laughs> I wonder what his coverage was. Like what what like how how hot is his wife do you think? We can look Are at We try to later. find Google his it. rank his confidence. <laughs>
2: I'll, I'll, I mean a I little think he bit, yeah. come out of him at some point in
0: life. So. Oh, that is a good-looking dude. I've never, I haven't looked. I, was at like, him I remember grady, Yeah, I was like
1: grady Sizemore like his first couple seasons because he was like the next heir apparent, and like, and he's hot. It's like he's got yeah. everything.
0: <laughs> Apparently, pocket. he dated a Playboy named Brittany Binger for a very long time. That's all I can oh, I find. See. She's all right. Anyway, okay, so let's get to the <laughs> let's get to the actual let's get to the actual podcast all right let's Wait, start it no, up so what about uh
2: ours? oh yeah yeah julio uh, i want to
0: know yours you look very
2: excited about this
1: all right so i i'm trying to i'm very debatable audible mention but he's off my list because he's turning kind of a scumbag mark Mulder.
0: oh interesting yeah
1: um number five i gotta go with the brad pitt knockoff of bobby crosby We all remember the old commercial.
2: Oh, I did love him. Hmm. Did love Bobby.
1: Uh, Number four. Mm. I'm going to go with uh, Ramon Hernandez. My sister-in-law was obsessed with him. And I was like, I get it. (laughs) I understand why. Number three, Ollie. (laughs) Again, giant man, beautiful eyes, quiet, great (laughs) game. Uh, Number two is Barry Zito. Uh, Big reason. Okay. I think he had that early 2000s look where, like, the brendan boyd of incubus kind of thing going on i was like totally dug really it killed it and number one uh play guitar yeah and i have i had to do this for my mom number one dennis Ackersley, voluptuous what? hair what gigantic mustache Stop.
2: number one number one
1: i just this is a shout out for my mom more than anything <laughs> <laughs> there for some oh reason my. uh she must love those running heads in our, <laughs> in, our
2: <laughs> in our hallway
1: uh, uh like like closet it's kind of like a little bit basement slash closet there was always a picture of dennis eckersley there like full interesting it was like that's a weird that's an interesting place to put it and then there's a was
2: it like a shrine it's, it, like,
1: it could have been my mom always told, oh he looks like your dad i'm like not really were there candles <laughs> yeah there probably should... <laughs> <laughs> probably but i would i would say that that was a little biased but if i He's go so number crazy. one overall it goes you know? chris
0: so I I don't I don't have one I did not prepare one I but okay. I, I I will say what? hold on hold on hold on I will say that I'm a little shocked that Eric Burns isn't on any of these lists, um mm. he definitely would have been on mine, um, yeah I don't like your Bobby Crosby one though nothing about him would make me be like like if I was at a bar <laughs> and I saw Bobby Crosby there I wouldn't be like intimidate I wouldn't be like huh. I'd just be like ah, all right. <laughs> He's here, so I think I, got, I, think, I think I still got. I think I still got my. I think I still got my chance. Whereas, like, if Eric Burns was in the bar, I would be like, I need to go make friends with him so I can hang out with him tonight at the bar and just take his runoff. You guys know what runoff is?
2: Just <laughs> <laughs> <Yes, laughs> like, yes, like the extras. The only. Th- oh yeah, exactly. The only
1: exactly. thing yeah, is he's such it's, an it's energetic like, person. It might like kill the buzz for some people around. Like, know. Oh,
0: Some people like the, like, you know, the, the, the calm guy. So I just got to be the calm guy and then, you know, just, yeah, what's up? (laughs) Cool. Nice. Even though that's not my personality at all whatsoever. All right. Let's, let's hop in. Let's hop into like the actual podcast. (laughs) Um, all right. So let's jump into the news around the league. So, um, first thing we will do, um, you know, I, we were going to talk about the update the standings, but I kind of want to wait a little bit to see if this game gets done because um, it's pretty close to being over even though it's still 2-2 because that will change things. So why don't we start with Eric Hosmer. Uh, he fractured his uh finger. finger while bunting, which totally blows. He's going to be out two to six weeks, which means he's pretty much out for the reg- rest of the regular season. If he came back, it would only be like, um, I don't know, maybe the third round I would think, right? Because there's two and a half weeks left in the season. Um, first round's going to be quick cuz it's only a 3 game series. So Is that
2: the new wild card format?
0: Y- yeah. So how the like playoff standings kind of work is like the winners of each um division are 1, 2 and 3 seed, and then second place in each division is 4, 5 and 6, and then there's two wild cards who can come that can come from any division. So like the Astros are in second right now. They get automatic bid to the playoffs if they are in second. Like, it yeah, it just doesn't matter. It's kind of weird. It's kind of like hockey, but kind of not. Um, so Hosmer's been having a great season. I think this this is an interesting situation. I know they just loaded up, but it's an interesting situation for the Padres. I don't know. What do you think, Julio?
1: Yeah, uh, it sucks because yeah, he's after signing that contract. What was that in 2017, 2018, He hasn't really yeah. lived up to what he was in Kansas City. But he's really become one of their better players and kind of like the leader of that team more or less because of veteran experience. Again, championship experience with Kansas City. But they're going to be in pretty good shape because, like you said, they just loaded up. They just got Mitch Moreland. If they need to give him a day off or if they want to have um, uh, Moreland DH, uh, we know Jerickson Profar, former Oakland great. He has some experience at first base. Uh,
0: Former Oakland great. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, they're everywhere yeah exactly we're sprinkled all over the league but yeah they definitely have their options it's we'll see how it's really going to affect them in terms of their schedule I haven't had a chance to pull up who they're playing yet but if they're going to be playing the Rockies and the Diamondbacks then that they're going to be in good shape but I don't think it's going to affect them too much though for the rest of the way
0: what do you think Tyler I
2: think don't they play us coming up in at least the next couple of
0: weeks. Mhm. They have another. Series. No, I think yeah. that was just up.
1: they just had the one series. Th- Are you sure? I think one. yeah. Let me double check. I
2: don't know. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think with anybody going out like that, if I think he's he's a pretty good hitter, right? So mm-hmm. that's that's definitely a gap in their lineup. It really depends on how how deep their bench goes and you know the replacements there. Two to six weeks at the end of the season is really sucky. Yeah. <laughs> and potentially going into playoffs.
0: This is and this is a guy who's a really good defensive uh, first baseman. So, Julio, in remarks in regards to you, what you said about um, like he hasn't lived up to his contract. I feel like he kind of actually has though. Like so, so he's been there for three. This is his third season. He said he's always kind of lived around twenty home runs. Like he's never been a big like bomber guy. Um, and he had eighteen in two thousand eighteen. He had twenty two in two thousand nineteen. He hit 250 in 2018, 265 in 2019, but that's in a pitcher's ballpark, so it's a little bit different. Um, he didn't win a Gold Glove, which he was a past four-time Gold Glove winner. I think it's just because he played for a shitty team in San Diego the past couple of years that people have kind of like assumed that he just has been playing up to his contract. But I mean, he, this year he's hitting 288, and he had eight home runs. Like. He's, this is definitely one, probably his better year of the three. But he's been playing up to par.
1: And if I remember right, I I could be wrong. I have to look at the specifics about it. But I'm pretty sure the Padres actually moved up the fences a little bit too. So that shows you a little bit of like their Did offensive this Yeah, I got it.
0: Mm. But I, I mean, I do kind of agree with you though. He signed a 144 million eight-year contract. That's pretty Significant. wild. Um yeah, that team is so loaded though. I mean, They're- I'm sure they'll figure it out. They might fall a couple, like maybe one standing, but they were never going to top the Dodgers anyway. They just, I mean, they 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 got a lot of talent, but they weren't good enough.
1: We don't know. There's there's so much anything can happen, especially in a 3-game series. Look what happened last year with the Nationals as a wild card when they threw out um Corbin Scherzer and and Strasburg against the Dodgers. Like they knocked him out i
0: i just mean that we're gonna top the dodgers in the division oh that's, oh that's uh, the yeah yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, sure uh, why not
1: speaking of which since we're talking about first baseman, i know we didn't bring this up during uh the pre-show stuff because i think this just happened pretty recently uh but the giants made a waiver wire move and they picked up justin smoke did they really yeah
0: uh fo- does does he have anything left? Like <laughs> <I> t-
1: <laughs> um maybe uh let, let's see he this is his third team more or less in the last month because yeah. he was with the Blue Jays. Interesting move. And then he got waived and then the, the I was about to say the Bucks uh the Brewers picked him up and then they waved him. And then now the Giants are, so eh, maybe.
0: I don't know. He hasn't Do really done much since he was to Sorry, go ahead.
2: You think they're trying to kind of start start young a little bit, and move move the the old bucks out.
1: Look, <laughs> yeah. young to the Giants is thirty. They're in, they're in my mindset, <laughs> which is like point. early thirties. That's a very young person.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's even um, thirty Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, there there was a man on first and a man on third and the bottom of the ninth, and Steven Piscotti just got thrown out in a rundown, so I don't think this game's going to end anytime soon, so we'll go jump into the standings. Um, right now, the A's still sit at the number two seed at 25-15. The Rays are at the one seed. Um, Indians at the three. This is the American League, by the way, for the listeners. Um, the White Sox are at the four seed. The Blue Jays are at the five seed. The Astros are at the six seed. The Twins are at the 7th seed, and the Yankees are at the 8th seed. And sitting half a game behind the Yankees at 9 to try and get in in that 8th seed is the Baltimore Orioles. (laughs) Um, Is there a world in which the Yankees don't make the playoffs this year?
2: No. Not even 2020 can get rid of them. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, and as I say that right now, Ramon Laureano just hit a Ramon! massive double and the A's win in the walk-off. So, great. <laughs> um,
2: oh, I wish I could be there.
0: But, I don't know. The Yankees are still really injury-ridden. Um, Julio, me and you have talked a lot about how we kind of like the three seed better than the two seed right now because the Astros seem like a better opponent than the Twins. Um, I don't know. Yeah. A lot to unpack here, guys. I, I know I'm throwing a lot at you, but um just want to... Paint a picture.
2: It's if we were talking last year. I wouldn't want to be playing the Astros at all, but yeah, this year's <laughs> without uh without their cheating, it seems we can beat them.
1: And well, and plus, like, if their best pitcher is Granky, and the A's knocked him around the other day on Monday, then let's see. Right now, they just showed uh, the update on uh, NBC Sports Bear or California five and a half game lead on the Astros, so.
0: That's pretty badass. Solid. And we also well, so they just took two three.
1: Um, we haven't had too many major updates on with Verlander's injury. It doesn't sound like he's going to be coming back though. And if he doesn't, then that's just that's better for everyone. Yeah, it's better <laughs> for baseball. 2020 has been horrible, but if the <laughs> Astros just playing getting decimated before they even make it to the playoffs happens, it and, and makes everything a little bit better. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. Um, so, and then we want to finish it off with news around the league with um, a big RIP to uh, Tom Seaver, the um, Hall of Fame pitcher for the um, New York Mets in the mostly 80s, uh, passed away last week. And then Lou Brock, um, the Ricky Henderson before Ricky Henderson, uh, passed away as well, another Hall of Famer. So, rest in peace to those guys. Um couple of grades it's i don't know
1: it's funny that you that like we brought tyler, now that it's coming full circle because tyler was just talking about how her dad was a huge Cardinals fan so
2: yeah i can only imagine yeah, you know how
1: things have been if i don't know if your dad was old enough to see him play back in the day but i
2: think he was too poor to see him play. <laughs> 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 uh no i it's actually well, not interesting, really. But when I worked at the Cheesecake Factory, there was a guy that came in and brought me three Cardinals jerseys because I told him my dad was a huge fan. Yeah. Um, he brought me Ozzie Smith, Mark McGuire, and Lou Brock's, like, super nice jerseys. Nice. Um, and so my dad has them. And so, uh, you know, when that news came out, he sent me his jersey and R.I.P. Cool. Legend.
1: It's pretty interesting, though, that uh, the pitcher – that Lou Brock faced the most in his history in baseball was Tom Seaver. So really? that's yeah, yeah, out there talk about how weird things are. Uh yeah, he he didn't do great, I'll tell you that. He hit 250, he hit a couple triples off of him. But that's just so interesting that that connection is still there. Um yeah. but it I was actually reading the an uh, athletic article last night. Chris, I don't know if you had a chance to see it or not. And Tyler, I don't know if you have a subscription or not. Uh, but they're kind Probably of not. breaking down the franchise. Who is each team's franchise players? And whether what's debatable, which ones are like, yeah, they pretty much are. But there's some wiggle room. And ones are like, yeah, no comment. It's that person kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There was only, I believe, two players who were like, the there's no contest. And it was Tony Gwynn for the Padres and then Tom Seaver for the Mets. Um, like, his nickname was... Really? His nickname was the franchise back in the day.
0: Actually, you know what? That... No, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and if you just go look at some of his numbers throughout his, like, tenure with the Mets, like, the, the guy's put up, like, some of the best seasons ever.
0: Wait, it, it wasn't Ricky for the A's? It wasn't, like, a no contest?
1: It was pretty close, but they also went through, like, the whole entire history. So, if, like... Lefty Grove um, and Jimmy Fox and
0: yeah,
2: uh,
1: and then like Catfish. It goes like that. But like I, yeah, I think for us it it's easily Ricky. But there's just a lot of debate if you look back the whole era.
0: Yeah. But okay, cool. Let's um, let's jump into um this past week um and NEA's news. Um so this past week we had a uh, very um important uh in terms of like maybe a preview of what could be at the world series, you know, fingers crossed, maybe thinking to, um, hopefully, but anyway, Uh series against the Padres, um, Friday, the fourth, we lost zero to seven. So that was pretty brutal. Um, then Saturday we came back and scored eight runs and won eight to four, which was like very encouraging. I remember texting you Julio about that and being like, Oh, it's going to be a wrap tomorrow. And then we lose on Sunday, the sixth, three to five. Um, I don't know. I didn't get to watch too much of these games because I was in Portland. Um, what 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 did you what did you guys see, Julio? Padres
1: are really fucking good. <laughs> Long story <laughs> short, um, Fernando Tatis Jr. is the best player in baseball, and he just killed us that whole weekend, man. It yeah. was just like every at bat, we're like ah oh, shit, what's he gonna do now? Cool, he hit another <laughs> home run. All right, um, yeah, they're. They're a major force to be reckoned with, especially if it's going to be in this three-game wildcard picture. Um, there's not much too else to add to it. They're just—they look like the far more superior outside of Saturday. Like the other two games, they just look like the way, way better team.
0: Yeah, I think I was so also confident, confident because also also the slump. In the, I was also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we, not we, a
2: slump, but I am. Um... Our Corona break, I guess. Yeah, all star break it kind of
0: it kind of <coughs> slows momentum a little bit, so, like when things mm-hmm. like that happen. Uh, I mean, look at Ramon Laureano and his slump that he's in right now. Like he he was so hot, and then he gets a suspension, and completely just
2: dumps yeah. just it down. Were were these the games Julio too that they're. There seems to be a lot of contention over some um, play reviews and some calls that were made there. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I'm glad you kind of brought that up because something we forgot to lead off the show with. There were a lot of really bad calls that were... I think Friday night was the play at home with Matt Olson where it looked like it was... It looked safe. If you watched it from multiple angles, and then, of course, he was out, and I believe there was another play at home. I want to say it was with Robbie Grossman.
2: Grossman.
1: Yeah. and that was also looked safe out and that's just a dip it's just a huge difference maker and that's mm-hmm. that's something we should have done on the fix it segment is replay it's nice that we have it but it still kind of sucks it still kind of ruins the point of this whole replay system which is like something that should be figured out in a minute it's like all right we have the camera we're talking new york it goes out to like two three minutes
0: I but saw someone post the other right. day. I, I I think it was Brody Brazil who was like made a comment. Just real quick before you said that, who made a comment? Um, is the like lack of like um, the bad review or um, uh, replay review um, assessment and all that stuff by the umpires? Is this a um, a circumstance of like just older umpires in general? Do does the MLB need to get some younger, more mm-hmm. like? You know, um, not as uh, stubborn um, uh, umpires in there. I mean, like I know we've been like really kicking this can all season long, Julio, on about uh, boomers. Um, yeah, about boomers. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't want to be that guy. I really don't. But it's just like uh, it, it's kind of it's kind of being right. I mean, anytime you see someone argue with an umpire, it's they're like. They're not willing to hear him out kind of like an NBA ref does. They're, like, going back at him. And it's just like, that's not, that's not the way to do this. Like, this is uh, – like, your job is to is to make sure the game is played to the rules. And if you're not going to abide by yeah. them because you're too stubborn, then, then what the fuck are we even doing here?
2: Yeah, you're a support system to the game.
0: Yeah. You, know,
2: you don't rule it.
1: I love that analogy, support system. But also, yeah. like, I also love that Chris you brought up with, like, basketball – you have to be so as and with the NFL and hockey as a referee, because you're constantly moving with the action. You're moving all yeah. over the place, and you kind of need to be in peak shape for that. Umpires, you don't you just stand there and you're just like, uh, uh, that look good. <laughs> and it's it's a it's a weird thing because that's what makes baseball so special is that human element. And even when the when umpires are wrong, uh, you're like, oh fuck, it's that's kind of the game. But it's becoming the point where it's becoming pretty egregious. It's getting really exaggerated. Mm-hmm. But then we yeah. finally won a replay uh, on Tuesday, and uh, I made a really crappy meme and made put it on Twitter, and it blew up.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh yeah,
0: Tyler, we didn't, you you
2: we didn't oh, tell yeah, you that. We didn't tell you
0: that. Yeah, we we uh, we went viral the past two days.
1: Yeah, we, nice. That should have been let off the show. Yeah, I just made a really. Cr- <laughs> In case you didn't see it, I'll pick a. A brief description. Uh, and the, the I believe it's the left field tarps, or like the likes of foul pole, they have like the years of the championships.
0: In the third deck, Third deck, yeah. yes,
1: thank you. Mm-hmm. And underneath the 1989, I just wrote 2021 a replay and circled it. And it just put it on Twitter. <laughs> so it looks like over, a banner. It blew up. Yeah, it looks like a banner. We got over 200 likes and 35 retweets on it. Okay. Uh, we put I put it on the A's Twitter and it got dude Chris it got over like three hundred th- or three hundred upvotes on Twitter.
0: I thought you, I was on, gonna say three hundred thousand. Wow. No fucking way. Three hundred thousand. Yeah, no, no. But um, <laughs> and because of that on Reddit you mean on Reddit right on no, Reddit and then we
1: gained yeah. over like something close to like fifty Twitter followers. <laughs> because of that so no we're up to like 80
0: we gained up to like 80 followers after that yeah so
1: um Um, if this is a meme king yeah so if (laughs) this is uh some of our new twitter followers listening uh thank you be sure to stay on board for future shit posts
0: (laughs) shit posts that's what we're calling them um all right uh and then uh another recent series which actually ended up good um we did four games against the Astros. We have a fifth tomorrow because um, we overlapped for one of them. There was a doubleheader on the eighth in order to make up the series that we missed in Houston a couple weeks ago. So on Monday the seventh, we won six to zero. Uh, the first game of the doubleheader on Tuesday, we won four to two. Second game, we lost four to five. And then today, we win three to two in the bottom of the ninth. Walk off. Um, classic walk off fashion. Um,. <laughs> So fun times. Um, some more news. AJ Puck has been shut down. Is it for the season? I can't remember.
2: I don't think so. It just was not what I read. Yeah, it, it they like,
0: they, they kind of were very vague on what was going on with him.
1: It's, if I remember right here, I'll pull it up right now. Um, he's visiting a specialist. And if it's Dr. James Andrews, we know... That's game, that he's not coming back. Um,
0: yeah, that that might be a sign of Tommy John. Um, that's yeah, not he's, good. Yeah,
1: he's seeking a shoulder specialist. But yeah, um, that would be
0: his second. No way. Oh, it's not his elbow though; it's his shoulder. Okay, that, it's, that's that's better a shoulder news.
2: Shoulder strain, I think. Is that what he's
1: feeling? Um, here, bro. This is a quote. This is actually from a a website called the White Cleat Beat. It's part of a fan-sided website. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're, he's, they're visiting Dr. El I don't, I don't know how to pronounce the last name. Sorry. Um, it's not always name. a death kneel for a pitcher, but it's usually not positive. Mm-hmm. So I think a faithful, like being optimistic about it, he'll probably be shut down for the year, which is not great, but it could be worse. It could be like a whole nother year thing, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, that blows, man. He's been around. He's been supposed to, to like come up next week, come up next week, come up he, like all season. I feel like every episode we've said like, AJ Puck's leaning around the corner, like he's coming, and then he just like doesn't come. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, interesting.
2: Yeah, it's tough when you think you're gonna fill another spot in the uh, in the bullpen with yeah. someone strong, and then. Once again, maybe a whole nother year we won't have
1: him. And it, it Tyler, what, it do you, what, what do you what do you think? Can I ask you
0: this question? Do you do you think that he should be a bullpen guy long term or would you like to see him in the starter in the starting rotation?
2: I'd like to see him start. Yeah. I would prefer that. I think that'd be exciting, but I mean but also when you're injury ridden like that, I mean he's had a lot a lot of problems it seems like. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's hard to put somebody and then want to rely on them, you mm. know, when when we may potentially have to pull them regularly. Yeah.
0: The reason why I'm asking you because uh, Mason had talked about when he came on that he thought he should be a a, a reliever. So, anyway. Mm. What, what were you going to say, Julio? Sorry.
1: It Also, but no, um, Tyler has a good point, though. It's just like if he's – we've shown – this is what – if this is something major, this is the third more or less major injury he's had in the – to, like he's supposed to come up in 2018, and then that's when he had to get Tommy John at, in spring training, if I remember right. But I was going to say, uh, this really hurts what they could have done at the trade deadline, because the A's were in talks yeah. to pick up, try to get Trevor Rosenthal. Um, I know, and Chris's pipe dream was we were going to go after Josh Hader, but that <laughs> we knew that was probably way too hefty. But it kind of screws it up, so hopefully there's an outside chance if they don't feel confident with like Caprillian is now in the bullpen after i'm just so tired of talking about it. Hit him on the show because it keeps going up and down and all that <laughs> um and now mangden <laughs> is on the covid list be- because he was the case uh, mm-hmm. there's gonna be some question marks of like who's gonna be our stretch guys mike minor could fill that but he we also want him as a starter there's a lot of question marks hopefully a team that's kind of out of contention will start throwing some guys on waivers and we can make a move for a bullpen but yeah not looking great for a puck
0: hey josh Hader was a pipe dream but it wasn't out of the realms of reality after we heard that they were making a serious run at trevor rosenthal it was not out of the realms of reality and we looked at his contract julio he's up contract he's on contract for a few more years but billy bean likes those guys okay just saying
2: Chris is still fighting for this. <laughs> no, I'm just, hey, I just, I, I'm just, you know, I just
0: just want to defend my take. Um, all right, so last couple things. Matt Chapman um, uh, has, uh, what, what was his injury again? A hip. Totally blanking. Hip, hip. that's right. Um, had a hip injury, so he's been out recently. Um, he hasn't been put on the injured list, though, so I don't know if it's that serious. Marcus Simeon's return, he looked pretty great today. I think he was the one who hit the walk-off today, so that's kind of cool. I've um, okay. been playing short stuff too so that's been good uh, okay cool let's hop into our um, last week's essential tailgate tools of the week Julio and then um, Tyler you can comment on them and see what you think about them um, Julio you can go first
1: Yeah. So my essential tailgate was the kind of fringe boom pin guys which is like hey what's going to happen to you what are you going to do when we get Mike Biner or any other or that's when we thought Agent Puck was coming up uh, yeah. And my three nominees, a part of that, were Daniel Magden, who got COVID. So I don't think he's really <laughs> in... Jeez. Yeah, it's like, good job, bud. Um, Jordan Weems. We haven't seen too much of him since he's come back from injury. Um, yeah. And during that time, he hasn't been too bad. I'm trying to pull up the specific stats. But the one person that I've been... Oh, here we go. Over the last seven games, Jordan Weems has... A 2.57 ERA, he's um, he's pitching four games, struck out seven, given up one walk. So he's been good, solid. It's been fine, uh, yeah. But Trevino looks like he's coming back up to form.
0: He's been looking good, man. He's been coming in in like crucial innings too. Like Bob Melvin definitely trusts him more now.
1: And this not only could be big for uh, our playoff push over the next month and a half or so, or two months, figures crossed. But for the future, because, again, Liam Hedrick's going to be gone next season. The odds are that that's going to happen. And we're going to find somebody who's going to be our closer for the future. And if he can get anywhere close to where he was in his uh, rookie season back in 2018, then that's a great start. And plus, he had a three-pitch inning the other night. And that was like the first oh. that was the first time that it happened. I think it was um Tim Hudson did it. I saw I saw, I think it was um oh, who tweeted it. One of the A's stack guys always post stuff. But it's like Tim Hudson did it against the Mariners and one of the guys he got out on one pitch was Ichiro. So anytime you can do that against Ichiro, great job.
0: <laughs> that was like actually a really fun inning to watch. Um what do you think about that pick, Tyler?
2: I think, I mean, bullpen depth is just so critical throughout the season, yeah. but really you're always building it for playoffs because, you know, they say pitching wins playoffs, you know, not, not offense. And so obviously you've got to have your strong starters, but flexibility and depth within within that bullpen there um, and having closers and having people that you can pull, especially if our, our starters aren't really pulling their inning weight as <laughs> As they are right
0: now, um, yeah, I'd say it's pretty key. Yeah, I I uh, I dig that one, especially. I mean, you brought up the whole like Liam Hendricks thing with I th- I don't think we've talked about that on air, Julio. I think we talked about that, a lot of that like uh, off air over over text. Like the reality situation is Liam Hendricks is on his last year of his deal. Um, he's going to be a free agent this season. We have never seen Billy Bean or David Forrest sign um, a long term or re-sign. A relief pitcher. He just they that's just not what he does. He just tries to find guys in the system to take over that role. And he always does. He's 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 successful with it, so why would he do anything else? And it's good to see Lee uh Lu Trevino do that. I don't know if he's necessarily gonna be the next closer, but it's good to see like that promise and at least be like a cornerstone for, you know, the end of our bullpen in the coming years. Um but yeah, the Megden thing kind of fucked up your pick a little bit, though. Well, <laughs> it kind of just, uh, well. I guess he's <laughs> the odd man out. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I it's mean, like he didn't
1: make the hunger but, games. But well, here's the thing: <laughs> there, there,
0: there kind of isn't an odd man out anymore because AJ Puck isn't looming anymore. So there's like you know, but James. Well, Caprillion. I guess Mike Miner, James, Caprillion Mike Miner, Dan uh, James, Mike James Miner, Caprillion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so mine was Frankie Montaz, which we talked about in this last episode. That was. Started out being a shitty pick because he just got fucking rocked last week. Um, but he pitched again yesterday and got to say, I'm looking pretty good with that pick. Just saying, uh, (laughs) yeah, half and half. There you go. And, um, he looked, I mean, so let me, let me see, let me see the actual box score so I can get these stats. It was easily his best
1: start. And like, he,
0: he gave up two runs, but he only gave up two hits. The two runs came on that one home run. Um, only four strikeouts and one walk. He, so, But he, he went five innings, which is good. He ate up some innings. And, and it was only a seven-inning start, so he ate up a lot of innings in theory, I guess you could say. Um, but he looked promising, and he had been rough the past two weeks ever since that injury. So I feel pretty good about it now. I feel pretty good about it. Had he sucked yesterday, I would have been shamed. And then the the, the, the Chris Madrigal essential tailgate tool curse would be actual an actual thing. Every time, so every time I pick someone on here, they've like done the opposite of what i I've said that they need to do for the essential tailgate tool. It's just been like a thing all season, so breaking the curse guys,
1: well done, well done <laughs> that's it <All> right, <laughs> Good job. No, no. Um, but Frankie yeah, that like <laughs> it, it, it's it was his best start in a while. maybe we should just have him pitch only against the Astros because he seems to really have their number <laughs> this season,
0: yeah. Yeah, I like
2: it. Who doesn't.
0: <laughs> uh, so let's pick a player of the week. Tyler, since you are the guest, you may go first.
2: Okay, this is going to seem questionable, but I just have a little hope for him. I know everyone's given up on him. But I just want to give some kudos to Chris Davis because he finally hit the ball. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you had one job. So I, I know that was just that one game. He had a home run, uh, I think a double, a couple RBIs. But... You could see even with the team how excited they were for mm-hmm. him. I mean, I could just imagine at at that level getting into a slump as bad as he's hopefully getting out of, but that he was in. Um, I mean, that's just a deep hole to dig out of. So, I'm gonna give it to him.
1: Nice, Julio. I love it. Yeah, he's especially with all these double headers coming up. Like he's gonna be playing a lot, and if he can mm-hmm. get something of what he's been the last few seasons. It's going to be excellent. There's a lot of, there's three guys that I really like this, this past week. Um, And God, I'll give you my honorary mention at the end.
0: Are you deciding between two right now?
1: Yeah, because I think I know who you're going to pick, but um, I'm going to go with the unconventional person, person and go with the female machine.
0: I hate that pick. I fucking hate it. I am just not a machine fan. I'm sorry. I just I can't stand it. But you know, you, you have you're entitled to your opinion. Okay.
1: Now are you gonna let me explain why I picked him? Yes.
0: I just wanted that to be known before you got into it.
1: Okay. So the last week he's had a fill-in for Matt, he, Marcus Simeon, Matt Chapman. The glove is not there, and that's pretty obvious. But in his last he, 16 at bats in this last week, he has a three seventy five average. He's grown two walks, and uh, there was, I I don't know how this last couple at bats went because we were filming or recording. Um, he's gone on base in five straight at bats. And look, we this was a, a rule five guy that we picked up from the Cubs. We don't know what the expectations are. Probably we don't know if he's even gonna be on the roster the next year. But when your star third baseman and arguably your best player on your team and arguably your second or third best player in the team are out, are both out and you need to fill in that void. And you have somebody who, again, not putting up power numbers, but they're being productive. Like that's huge, especially against the Astros, who the Astros are, despite us shitting on them, they're still a pretty high scoring team overall. And against the Padres who are like arguably one of the best teams in baseball. Like I got to give, you got to give credit where credit's is due. Uh, he could be a reliable guy. If we need somebody to pinch hit, later down the line when guys are healthy or run for bases so i just want to give my credit okay do you still hate it <laughs> i i kidding. mean
0: i i get it i get it but the dude played like two games i think in the past week so like yeah he like took yes, over two, for two games. games in that role
1: he had eight at bats in both games that's right
0: Eight at bats.
1: Well, he had sixteen at bats. How is he gonna have sixteen at bats in two games? You weren't even watching games this past weekend because you were truck at Portland.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, I just, I'm, I, I, just, you know, he's taking away, like, he's taking away playing time from, from guys I like. That's all I'm saying. All right, fine. Okay, good pick. Well done. I'm happy it for hit you. My Proud of you. I don't, I don't tell you that enough. Um. Okay, mine is uh, – I don't know if you do know what mine's going to be. Mine is uh, – <laughs> this is more because I want to brag about it and I want to say a big fuck you to Mason. Uh, mine is is uh, Chris Bassett. Um,
1: okay, I was wrong. I was wrong.
0: Mason said when he came on this podcast, and you've been saying – well, you haven't been saying, but you've been kind of agreeing with him that Chris Bassett – is not a number three starter that you want to go into a playoff series with, but he has proven time and time again this season that he can be that guy. His last start was on the seventh; he went seven innings, only gave up seven hits, four strikeouts. He fucking did work once again. He fucking put the team on his back. He has the lowest ERA of all of our starters um, in terms of like overall like stats because he actually has like starts to get you know stats out of three point one two total ERA. He's been fucking killing it. He will be a great um, th- number three starter in a playoff series. Um, he will be the um, established vet in our rotation for years to come. So mine's Chris Bassett. Who do you think mine was going to be? Tommy La Stella. No, I actually um, – Is that what you thought it was going to be too? <laughs> Tyler?
2: No, no. Oh. <laughs> I didn't. I, no, I said he's cute. <laughs> I have no oh, idea who he was going to be. <laughs> no,
1: yeah, dude. He's um, bat, he bat 292 over the last week.
0: Did he? So he, he definitely he, got on
2: tonight. I yeah. That.
0: Yeah, he, he's, he's hitting 275 now, but he, um, uh, he, his average kind of went down, it felt like, the past couple games. I want to say at the end of yesterday, he was hitting like two, or at the end of, fuck, maybe it was the end of, uh, of Tuesday, he was hitting like 267, and I was like, God damn, did he like hit a slump this weekend? Like, I think what just the hell happened? maybe
1: playing at the Coliseum, who knows? But honestly, as long as look, he doesn't strike out, that's amazing, yeah. to see yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just somebody else strike out. But my backup, my other option was gonna be Sean Murphy. He hit two, he hit 364 the he's last week. He's looking nice
0: now, yeah, he's been he's, he's been, been playing on an a offensive lot better. tear, so. All right, cool. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back back with our feature segment this week. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll be right back. Okay. Welcome back, everybody. Um, so let's hop into it, um, fellas and lady. Um this, year, or this week's uh, feature segment is going to be called It's Time to Focus because we are getting into the crunch time of the season. The playoffs are right around the corner, which we have alluded to quite a bit, um, especially last week's episode. Um, and it's really time to like start tightening up because the, here's the thing with baseball. It's always the hottest team going into the postseason that makes like the insane run or wins it all. Um, look at the Nationals last year. Hottest team going into the postseason. They take down the the uh, the Astros. Um, look at the Cubs in 2016. Same situation. Uh, I mean, all pretty much all of the Giants, all three of their World Series at the beginning of the decade. Um, so this is a segment where we're all going to think of two things that the A's need to focus on. Um, Tyler, you can go first. Your first one. Well, and we'll go in a circle, so we'll each do one, and then we'll each do another one.
1: Socially distant okay, Zoom cool. circle.
2: Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Ugh, I hate social distance. I'm so <laughs> done with that. <laughs> okay. Um, so I guess my first one then, I'm taking kind of two principles from when I, when I played softball and I'm just hearing my dad in my head yelling this, <laughs> um, is score early mm-hmm. and score often. So I, I think what we see with the A's a lot is they either wait a long time. I mean, exhibit A tonight, yes, it worked out. Um, but as we go into to harder games, into the playoff games, that that can't work. We've got to do it. We've got to do it early and then score often as well. I mean, it's nice to have an inning where we score two or three, but if that's all we do um, for the rest of the game, if we do that in the fourth inning, fifth inning, um it makes it a lot easier for, for people to come from behind there
0: yeah and you know that's kind of been our mo the past like three seasons or two uh, two seasons so like the fact that we're kind of struggling with that this season is like i don't know it's just it's just frustrating and i i, I when you when you're saying that in the pre-show because we all kind of shared to make sure that we didn't, we didn't like double up uh we like me and julio's eyes like kind of got wide and we we're just like started nodding like yeah that makes a lot of sense um Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Julio, what's your two cents on that one?
1: Yeah, it was something... I can't remember if we brought up off-air for this as a last-week episode because I don't know what what time is anymore. But we had said how I I think something that was going to be a concern going into this last month of the season with all these double-headers was the seven-inning games and that historically, at least in this season, the A's have always... Been getting to the bullpen really well, and then the starters, are, which is kind of weird because it's like when you see a starter the second time through, you think you'd hit them better, but yeah, here we are. Uh, and they're not, so that's kind of the interesting thing. Like, if they can get those first couple innings run, I believe they did in one of the games yesterday, um, Tuesday, if they can keep that consistently, especially with like somebody like Lestella at the top of the lineup, they they could be able to do it and they should they need to Yeah. there's no, no room for air you
2: have to yeah
0: all right Haleo, what's your your first one
1: uh this is kind of a sp- uh, more sports-wide thing really but especially this last month the season mm-hmm. uh don't downplay your opponents yeah i i believe that like the beginning of this podcast when we we're looking at the season preview we saw the last few weeks of the season, and we we're like, all right, it looks pretty easy. We got the Rockies, the Giants, the Dodgers, and Seattle to finish it out. Pretty good. They don't have to travel too much besides the Colorado. And then Seattle. Well, guess what? Over the next month, every team that they are playing, because the new playoff format is in playoff contention, again, except for the Texas Rangers. Uh, Seattle is only a okay. game or two out from the eighth seed, they've been 7-3 and three the last 10 games. The Giants, I don't know how, have also been 7-3 the last two, uh, 10 games. We can remember earlier in the season, the Rockies smoked us. And even though they haven't been the same team since then, they're still in playoff contention. So a lot of these teams have something to play for where if you, any given day, they can go in there and contend. They're only a game um, back from
0: the Giants for the eighth seed right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. So there's don't take things lightly. You got to make sure that you got to play at the level that you know you can't because in reality is, look, the only team that's on par with the A's looking at the rest of the schedule is the Dodgers and the Dodgers are the best team in baseball. They should easily beat all these teams and they just need to remember that there are the better teams going into every one of these series yeah. going up.
0: I like that one. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it now and again, we'll, we'll preview the coming schedule and in, in then in, you know, a couple minutes, but I mean, shit, you're right. And we got some double headers against the Mariners too. And like, you just got to go in there with, you know, f- pardon my language with just, you know, actually, I'm not going to say that. Um, you just got to go in there with the confidence that like, uh, like I'm, go. I'm a you fuck, I'm fucking better than this, than this team. Like, like, what are we even doing here? And you just got to like. It kind of goes along with what Tyler said. We gotta score, uh, score quickly, and score often. Score early, score often, and then you don't even worry about it. Then you kind of walk out there with, out of there with, the, with the confidence and going, going into the next series. So, I dig that one. All right. So my first one is a little bit more specific. Um, they gotta foul off more fucking pitches, and it this drives me fucking crazy this season i don't know what it is if like darren bush has just like told these guys like hey like uh you know maybe just see more pitches but don't necessarily swing and everything anytime there's a pitch close in the zone they just fucking watch even with two strikes when there's two strikes you cannot watch pitches that are close to the zone you just can't and it's not like there are these massive breaking balls like these insane curves or these sliders that just like that fly in like into like two feet from out of the zone these are fastballs that are just like right on the outside and you're just watching them at least like try and swing at it i'm not gonna be mad at you for swinging and missing and striking out but if you just watch it i'm gonna lose my fucking mind like this is just what you do in baseball when, when you're down the count you have to foul them off you have to get deeper you have to try and find your pitch because I don't know. It just drives me crazy, and they've been doing it a lot lately. And 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 just just start swinging anything close. Just start doing it. And I, Tommy Lestella did this the other night, and I was very upset by it. And I'm like, dude, you're new. You should you should be coming in here and t- like showing these guys something different. I don't know. I don't know.
2: Really
1: trying to. Do so that actually, okay. Yeah. Oh. yeah.
2: oh, I was just gonna say. You know, this again reminds me of softball. Was just always make yeah. the pitcher work. You know, we we should be trying to get seven, eight pitches at least off of each pitcher um, and, and trying to tire them out. And I know big leagues are obviously a little different. These guys are way more practiced and, and tenured, but it shouldn't be easy for them. you know, They should be trying to throw to us. And I'm with you, Chris. When it's when it's two strikes, you're protecting the plate. your Your strike zone gets even wider than it was before. And you should be hitting any or trying to hit anything. And
0: here's the other thing, here's another like random stat that Kype and, and Dallas Brandon brought up in the broadcast yesterday. The A's, like, this season, their offense, is like historically better at hitting the bullpen than they are at hitting the starters, which is like never normally a stat. Normally you're better at hitting starters like the second time through the through the order, and then the bullpen you kinda get shut out. This season it's the complete opposite. Um so, if you know that that's your stat, you should be trying to do everything you can to get the starter out of the game. So, you should be trying to get as many, ha- make that starter go through as many pitches as you can during your at-bat. Like, it's just, it's, it's, all, it's all full circle. Sorry, go ahead. And
1: I'm just looking back at their schedule, too. Some more food for thought as we keep talking about these starters. <laughs> um, the A's have pretty much faced some pretty trash pitching in our division, yeah, or in the two divisions, the best pitchers they face so far have been arguably Lance Lynn, uh, Lance Lynn, Dylan Bundy, and Zach Greinke. Who, you know, don't get me wrong, they've all been have really good years. But what's gonna happen when we have to go to Minnesota and like Kent Mead is pitching, or what happens if we advance and fucking Shane Bieber is pitching? Like, and <laughs> that's the problem too. It's just for some reason too. And this has been something for the last couple of years too they whenever they just face like this ace, they just forget how to hit,
0: yeah, oh
2: my God, they just fall apart,
1: <laughs> and also another follow up question too, because you two have played a lot more organized baseball than I did mm-hmm. I quit after the second grade. Uh, <laughs> What do you when you see somebody who's actually doing something like taking more pitches say like uh, and is actually getting on and being productive with their outs even if they're not getting on base do you f- seek out and be like hey what are you doing or do you see other teammates that are doing that and does that actually become an effective trait really
0: I mean, I mean what, 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 if, I, I'll take this one real quick before you sorry Tyler I just got very excited um no, my, what when I played, I was the ninth hitter, in high school and 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 uh, the end of my Babe Ruth. I was always the ninth hitter because I wasn't that great of an of an accurate hitter. I could bomb the ball, but not very often. Um, like a lot of doubles, and I hit like 270 in high school, which is not good for a high school player. Normally, high school players hit like upper 350s. It's just hitters are better, pitchers are worse in high school. It's just kind of how it is. Um. So I, you know, I was at the bottom of the lineup, but I had speed, so I hit ninth. I always, always asked the guys in front of me, what are you seeing? Like, always. Like, like w- w- after the first inning, let's say for some reason, like, you know, we go one, two, three out. And then we go out of the field and we come back. I'll go up to the, the one, two, three hitter and be like, hey, w- w- what were you guys seeing out there? Just so like I know when I'm coming up. Oh, you know, he's throwing a lot of fastballs, throwing them out of zone. Um, His two-seamer uh, moves a little bit and you could see it but not to the last minute so kind of look for that i'm like okay cool so if i see a two seamer then it's going to move so I'd be prepared to do that and then, like things like that like that's just what a good hitter should be doing in general i i, I don't know what do you, what do, i don't know how i guess softball might be i mean it's probably the same thing right
2: no no yeah it was exactly the same i mean I, so i i was usually number 2 and <laughs> the so opposite worked for early on but because <laughs> i was, I would bunt a lot uh, i was left-handed so <laughs> um but no i mean absolutely if you're not asking what's being seen i mean like why wouldn't yeah. you? that just seems kind of kind of a natural thing to do i mean um and especially from the angle you're at you're not necessarily seeing the movement and there's a lot more in baseball than there is in softball but softball is more yeah. kind of up and down movement but um you know or you know it's it's more are they going more outside inside towards the end of pitches too um but yeah and i think as far as you know when when girls would maybe they'd strike out or they'd ground out or whatever but if it was after especially in softball after seven or eight pitches i mean you're not booing at that certainly because that's that's a lot of pitches um, particularly in softball, there's a lot. Of you're doing the t- you're doing the rest of the team so, a favor
0: too if you if you eat if you eat up those pitches because yeah. then it's like okay cool and and mm-hmm. yeah and the other little things like hey what's hitting the zone like oh his his two seamer is hitting the zone so be prepared to swing at that oh he threw me two sliders and all of them were on the outside It's just like oh okay all right these are like little things to think about. Yeah, yeah, it's
2: it's definitely that's a good point. Bring up of uh, helping your teammates out, and I think. From a mindset perspective, if you're not just kind of one, two, three, each girl or each guy going down, and you're throwing all these pitches and kind of having to bring everything out of your toolkit early, that gets in your head a little bit.
1: You've showed them everything.
2: It's like to what
1: now yeah um, i love this this was an awesome cop hearing this it's like just yeah this is great. this is the
0: most like actual like down to like the the nitty-gritty like baseball talk that we've had like oh uh, uh, it's been a lot of like uh a lot of fandom talk uh, since since now that was actually like it, you know it felt like we were in a dugout um all right what's your what's your second one tyler
2: Um, another really basic one, but don't leave men on. Um, I, I think on average, the A's are, we're not really bad in the league, but I think we're leaving seven to oh eight on, God. um, each game and we just can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just can't do that. We, we got to bring people around. Um, you know, each, each person in the lineup has a job and if somebody's on base, it's to get, to get them in or to get them moving at least. Um, and so I think that goes with the score earlier, the score off. And I don't think we have an issue so much getting on base, but it's, it's bringing them around to home. So I'm focusing on that for sure. It's
1: kind of hand in hand with what Chris was saying with his last statement of just, just contact, because again, productive outs. If, if mm-hmm. you have two, if nobody's out, you have somebody hits a double and then somebody hits a sack fly, right? Guess what? You have a runner on third right, with yeah. your first out. So like, it it's yeah. just being productive in those times and being aware that like, and that's the huge problem with the team in general. Just like, it seems like the top two hitters, whether it's Ramon or or Simeon and now La they're just trying to get on base. But when you get to like three, four, five, it's just
2: no. It's on. just that's, that's yeah. But it, it's it's
1: yeah. it seems like they just want to fucking hit bombs with Chapman Olsen in the which is awesome because they do. It's great, mm-hmm. but it, they got to be a little more productive of what they're going to do, do with those
2: at-bats. Yeah. Swing for the green, maybe not all the stars all the time.
1: Bingo, bingo.
0: Um, I had a very great point and I totally blanked. <laughs> I'm sorry. Three, four, five? No, no Does it, it, it doesn't at all. Stars? Um, no it was an add on to what you were saying, Leo. I just fucking totally well, I was looking up research for my point next, and it, you know it's a it was just a classic narcissism move. I just zoned out what you were saying and was thinking about what I w- was gonna talk about and I apologize, uh, or is that a sociopath move? I think it's a little bit both um I'm not either of those things though I swear I'm used to it either way, oh, that's fucking rude, um sure. <laughs> Uh anyway. Um Yeah. You, 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 wait, you just said yours, right? Now now this whole joke got me com- completely <laughs> twisted around. You just said yours, right, Hulu? <laughs> no. I think I That's right. Think uh, okay. <laughs> I haven't said mine. <laughs> That's right. My bad. My bad. Okay, fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus.
1: Um D Are you okay? Is everything
0: okay with No, i might be having a stroke. <laughs> Um, live on air. Um, all right, you're up. Go, you go ahead.
1: <laughs> oh boy, this is a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Starters. They look like they're getting hungry for some innings. So, bowmel you gotta let them eat those innings up, homie. Earlier, t- I felt like that was very Dallas Braden of me to say that. But um, Billy
0: Butler just just. Country breakfast, just eat uh, him up. Uh,
1: don't, please don't, don't talk about Billy
0: Butler right now. God, fuck that guy. Um, Not a former Oakland A's great, Julio.
1: He, he's still a former Oakland A, great, but he's just, he's just a bad signing, and kind of locker room fight. But besides the point, uh, we starting to see signs of kind of the bullpen losing steam a little bit. Uh, case in point, Petit the other night, who's pretty much been one of our lockdown guys, gave up uh, two run or. Two runs, other, uh, I think it was Tuesday night, against the Astros. And you can tell these guys are getting a little tired because throughout most of the season, our starters have been going about tops five innings. Minaya's been, excuse me, when they've been good, they've been lasting about five innings, and then that's usually their cap, bringing the bullpen, Haven't close it out. Which is not a bad thing because, again, this this bullpen has the potential to take us to a championship because they're on that level good but you gotta start preserving them now you gotta let these starters stay in there case in point tonight his mm-hmm. losardo was freaking outside he gave two runs and both those were solo home runs he pitched seven innings mm-hmm. uh last night I believe oh uh oh my god Frankie montes had a fantastic game the other day he lasted six innings as well you just got to keep your confidence in those starters and know that they're going to find a way to figure things out. Sean Manaya has been coming back to what we saw him at the end of September. He's actually pitching back to his ability. The one guy that you got to be a little nervous about is still Mike Fires. As long as you're pitching in Oakland, you have to give him the ball, though, because he does benefit as a flyball pitcher in that huge ballpark. But we just got to be aware of that. Don't be so uh, trigger happy to start rolling your bullpen when you're seeing a guy on second and it's the, si- the fifth yeah. inning? Because the fact is, like, we gotta preserve these guys. There's gonna be a point where if we're gonna be a do or die bullpen game, what happens if fires blows up and you're no gonna pun have to bring in a bullpen? Who's yeah, there you go. Uh, and what happens if he blows up in a playoff game and? your bullpen's been shot because you threw them out the game before or the days before. So preserving it, be confident with your pitch, with your starters, let them pitch deep. We're starting to see that trend, so hopefully it continues.
0: Yeah. Uh, in, even my boy Chris Bassett did uh, in his last start seven innings, you're saying.
1: <coughs> Chris Bassett fan – is it a Chris thing? Is this back to the narcissism?
0: Yes, 1,000%. You have
1: to root for every Chris?
0: Well, you know, there's some, there's some rough Chris's out there, but, uh, you know, the good ones – I'm there for you. I just did a chest your pound fa- to a piece for the listeners.
1: Your favorite, your favorite heat, Chris Bosh?
0: No. No. Dwayne Wade. Actually, and uh, maybe Goran Dragic now. Uh, but this is not a basketball podcast.
1: Um, Favorite Kardashian? It's Chris Jenner. All right. That's all I have to say. <laughs> keep going.
0: Uh, Oh, is that what you were leading up to? For a joke. joke. Um, by the way, I remembered what I was going to say, but it's not important now because we're talking about pitching. Yeah, I mean I can I couldn't agree more, especially like especially th- with again, we're going to preview the schedule in a couple minutes. Especially with all the doubleheaders we got coming up. We cannot afford to just over overdo our bullpen. We're going to need them especially going into this a playoff series against like you said, potentially the Twins, potentially the Yankees, potentially um, Cleveland in the next round or the White Sox. Like we're going to need those guys and we cannot get overworked them right now. Um, and yeah, they're starting to do it. Fires is the only one who's really not like making it, you know, making it work. So I don't know. His last start was, uh, what was his, Oh, his last start was against the Padres, but a start before that was, uh, pretty promising. And he ate up like five, five innings or something like that. You'd like him to go six or more, but, um, it was, it was decent. And, and, um, as long as we can get to seven, as long as we can get to, uh, me and Julio's now favorite, um, um, bullpen guys, uh, uh, Deakman Soria and Hendrix um you know we, we we feel we feel confident in that all right cool um we'll go on to mine then yes. I didn't know if you wanted to add anything Tyler but that sounds good <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: oh sorry no I was trying to look up a fi- I was looking up a fire staff no not not uh, you
2: we were we yeah, being narcissistic.
0: Not, not, <laughs> <difference>. <laughs> not you Julio you narcissist I said Tyler not oh, Julio well, uh-
1: Fires, I think though he has the fire underneath him of a contract. More fires like puns.
0: One I love it. Well. More fires puns. Okay, so mine is um Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this is just kinda how these jokes roll sometimes. Um mine is uh you gotta put the hot hitters at the top of the lineup. Um I am I I'm just I'm tired of seeing guys like Ramon Loriano who's in a massive slump right now. His average is at two thirty three. He had a hit tonight, great, cool. But he struck out, and he was just unproductive. Like, why is he hitting third? Why? Like, why why is that happening? Stephen Piscotty is one of our. I know he's hurt, but Stephen Piscotty is one of our hottest hitters right now. Why isn't he at the top of the order? Sean Murphy, you just said coming off an amazing week, hitting two sixty four in the past week. Why is he hitting ninth or hitting eighth? Like, Mark Hanna, who's been our most consistent hitter all year. What he does is he either walks or he gets a hit. He hardly ever strikes out. Why is he hitting sixth? I, I just I do not get it. like I just don't uh, like uh, Marcus Simeon's hitting 216. Well I, I understand these are our stars and these are the guys we've relied on for the past three years. you know Simeon, Olson, Chapman, they're, those have been our guys. They've led us to this point. but it's it's not working right now and it's part of the reason we're, le- we're like it, it all, all of our things relate to each other like like our, the, our two things. We're leaving runners on because at the top of our order can't get on fucking base. Um, at the bottom of the order does, but then, you know, let's say we, top yeah, let's say we start the inning eight nine, cool eight nine get on base, but then, one two and three all strike out and <laughs> we're we're nowhere, or they ground out into a double play. It's just like, I don't know. I love Bob Melvin, but there's just so many little things throughout the years that I've just been like, what, what are we doing? You know, what are we doing? If you hit well, like that you should be rewarded by being put higher up in the order and getting more at-bats.
1: Yeah, it's especially – I after you like you brought up, like, hey, why not move up Sean Murphy, that'd be kind of awesome because he has been kind of touted more as an offensive catcher than he was a defensive catcher coming up. So if you put him more in that lineup and higher in that lineup, then why not? And especially now that we have the security of a leadoff hitter for now, knock on wood, if you're with me, of Tommy Stella hitting 1 2 pretty much every day for the rest of the season, then why? That gives you more flexibility. Yeah. Why don't you do that?
0: Sean Murphy was actually also known for his arm, just to be yeah, fair. So he it- wasn't like completely not known for his defense. Just want to throw that out there. Sorry. Go ahead, Tyler. Yeah, I think the
2: MLB in general is really weird about their lineups. Like, they're set almost like their their starters are on the field. They don't move them around as much. They're not as flexible as they should be. Maybe in the the lower, the seven, eight, nine, they move that around. But I feel like I don't see a lot of movement in the one, two, three, four. They kind of stick people there and, and don't move them. So I'd agree with you, Chris. Is you know you should be if you're hitting, you should be in a better spot. If you're doing if you're doing the job and doing what you're supposed to be doing at bat, put them up higher. The only it shouldn't, shouldn't be said no
1: it's like it's like reward like hey you did a great job here's a piece of candy you're gonna be hitting in the two hole now like the most productive spawn the lineup the only manager who really is progressive with their lineup in that sense is joe madden and that's kind of been a shtick mm-hmm. for a while like he put like rizzo or or brian lead off into the season there's one game where he put Pujols lead off just to kind of figure it out it's so like I understand we're in playoff contention, but that doesn't mean that you should at least figure some stuff out with this lineup. My my my. Th-
2: yeah, we, we have enough games I think until playoffs. Yeah, but my thing is especially with the sixty with a game bit.
0: season when you like you can't afford it and like these guys have been in season long slumps so far, like so let's just use the high hitters now. Like you're getting paid several million dollars a year to make these decisions. Like, why aren't you making them? Like I don't, who gives a shit about tradition? Like, I don't know. It's just it's just frustrating. So anyway, those are the things that we need do to focus think, on. Do you
1: think? Um. Do you think some of the? It's now it's becoming more of a public thing. Yeah. Do you think some of the struggles with Chapman and Simeon have had to do with these injuries that have been hampering them?
2: For sure. Isn't didn't Chapman go like ten or ten for eleven? He, 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 did yeah, it he on sh- or Hella strikeout. Yeah, he struck out like like, a like
1: Five straight at bats, he struck out, and then. Marcus has hasn't his bat hasn't been there too much. He's still
0: cracking home runs though, man. So it's really hard to like. So when he when he's going on Sports Center with like you know three with like two home runs a week, you know I'm not saying that's actually how it is, but you know like two home runs a week, you're kind of like oh shit, like that's you only see things like that. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean I think I think it's definitely the in, the nagging injuries. But what's Olson's case? Because Olson hasn't been injured.
1: I don't think he's just never been yeah. a great like. Average hitter. He
0: had a better average than Matt Chapman last year, like I think it was like by like 30 points.
1: Well, he was. He didn't play. F- he didn't. Didn't he yeah, come exactly.
2: in later?
0: Oh, that's right. Jerky well, or- all right. Well, all right. Small sample size, but he had just as many home runs.
2: Trying to hate on Olsen. You
0: can't hate on those beautiful eyes. Chris.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, so that's gonna do it for um, time to focus. So, A's, if you're listening, do what we said because we know more than you because we are not professional baseball players. So yeah, that was sarcasm. I don't know if you could tell. Um, all right. So let's, uh, let's preview the coming week. Shall we? Let's do it. So tomorrow or today, if you're listening to it, the day this comes out, um, we play the Astros for the final game of this random weird five game series. Um, it's a day game tomorrow, 1240. Um, And then uh, we play a very interesting four-game series against the Texas Rangers on the 11th at 5 p.m. This is out in Arlington, not Dallas. Remember Julio? Um, We have one of two doubleheaders this week on Saturday. First game's at 2.05. Next game we played right after that around 3 o'clock. And then on the 13th, um, 11.35 day game against the Rangers. Monday, the second doubleheader we we're talking about. Remember folks, there's a lot of doubleheaders coming up. Um we still have one more uh one more. But th-
1: three t- three total, but one after this week. Yeah,
0: and you said and Hulu, you said that last one Sluster was talking about how they might, you know, if they have enough if they're what's the word I'm looking for. If they hit their magic number by then, they might even not even play the doubleheader. Yeah,
1: if there's no be yeah, if, if there's no, like, if it doesn't affect their rankings or anything, they just say F it yeah. just don't do it. And they would
0: only play one game or they just, yeah. yeah, they'd only just play one game. Just the regular game that was already scheduled. Yeah, okay. Um, anyway, the 14th, that is uh, 2 o'clock for the first pitch, or for the first game. And then shortly after that. And then 15th and 16th against the Rockies. Um, 5 o'clock on the 15th, uh, 12 o'clock on the 16th. A lot of away games, huh? We're all away, huh? Except for tomorrow.
1: Yeah, and it it's going to be nice because after this series, you're not leaving California. Or this week, you're not leaving California for the rest of the week. you got a pretty nice schedule with the Giants across the Bay, Dodgers. Ooh, maybe I'll just go to – we should go crash them at Dodger Stadium, just go wave <laughs> at their buses or something.
0: Oh dude, Seattle. we <laughs> should go up to uh we should go up to Griffith Park. There's a little hill where you can kinda like peek into the stadium.
1: Ooh, ooh. Maybe. Cool. That would be but, cool. um one. Yeah, go get to see Texas one last time. Hopefully I don't I haven't seen the pitcher layouts yet, but yeah, Texas is texas <laughs> they've regressed they regressed pretty hard after what was a kind of a progressive season last year from the rotation yeah hey but
0: don't don't count that's
2: out good your point.
0: competition Eating <laughs>
1: um, my words thank you very much <laughs> um,
0: and then i mean the mariners are still in a playoff hunt so that's going to be an interesting little series with them so i mean and the rockies like you like you alluded to earlier in the podcast yeah i mean it's going to be interesting um I originally, when I glanced at this, I was like, oh, this should be a nice little week to get our confidence back. And then um, when you brought up the whole like, oh, that's right, the Mariners are in playoff contention. I was like, oh, shit, that's, this, this might be a little bit different. But we've played pretty well against them so far. Um,
1: yeah, there's, yeah. They've, they've played them well.
0: I mean, we swept it's them at the beginning <sighs> of the season. That's re- right. We only had technically the one. We swept them at the, the first, the first uh, series of the season.
1: It's just I haven't watched enough Mariner games to know like what's really made them become a playoff contending team. I know Marco Gonzalez has actually yeah. stepped up. Um, Kyle Lewis is like one of the rookie of the year nominees for the AL. But it's like, I don't I don't know what else they do good. Is it just is it luck? Is it just the rest <laughs> of the teams that they're playing like the yeah. Angels and and.
2: That's what I was going to say. What's their schedule? Yeah, maybe they
1: just got really hot against some pretty bad teams right now.
0: I mean, maybe. They just traded away their, like, best pitcher, starting pitcher, too. So, like... Uh, They played
2: the Angels. They played the Padres. I mean, they have a similar schedule
0: to us because they're in our division and they play the NL West because of the situation this year. So, I don't know.
2: Yeah. I I don't
0: know. All right. Let's pick our essential tailgate tool of the week. Um... Again, Tyler, as the guest, you may go first.
2: So I think I'm doing this right. When I first saw this, Chris, I'm not going to lie, I thought you were talking about like a literal tailgate. Tool.
0: I mean, if that's what you got, let's do it. <laughs> so if that's what you got, let's, you. let's <laughs> do it. Yeah, I, brought, I got a spatula. Um, you oh. can use it for so many things. You know? Maybe you can make it as a toy. Um,
2: I was like, okay, cute. Like it, but okay. Okay. Um, no, I'm going to go, so with my player of the week, Chris Davis, I just really, really mm-hmm. am rooting for him. I want to see him do well. I really hope that he carries these hits that he has. Um, you know, we're talking about the double headers, so we have a lot more chances just in the next week, uh, more than normal to get at bat if they put him in there in the DH role. But, um, I'd really like to see him have a good September and really yeah. finish it out strong and go into the playoffs.
0: He's a he's again. been our pick a couple times. I think Julio he was yours two weeks oh, okay. in a row, wasn't he?
1: Something like that. But if anything, um, I know Sean Mania has kind of been in the same boat, yeah. And like the third time around, it worked. So like third times a charm. <laughs> yeah. So Tyler, All Tyler right. being on the show is like what it's gonna get him back into the playing form. There you go. Especially playing against the Rangers, right. Right, how much he loves playing against them. <laughs>
2: Yeah, put it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and in Arlington,
0: <laughs> his home ballpark. He loves to do it, even though he doesn't – it's not the same ballpark, but whatever. All right, Julio, what's yours?
1: Uh, I'm going to go with our dude out of the pack Mac. <laughs> Pronounce it right. You're welcome, Chris. Uh, more so – we don't know the serious if, if some of the injuries are going to be, Well, we know Piscotty pretty light. He's just got a quarter zone shot today. And he's going to be missing a couple of games. Uh, Chapman, we don't know how long, but the expectation is he's at least not going to be coming back until at least the Texas series, but we'll see what happens. But I think he's going to be somebody who's going to be a great placeholder or a, a table setter for any time of the, teams are coming up and we talked about with Tyler's like don't leave men on base be productive and, Ty- and Chris saying like be productive with contact and make sure again on base or hitting and there's no better example besides maybe um, Tommy LaStella though with Mark Canna the guy is an on base machine he just walks 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 and we're at the point in the season where we're hoping the hitters are kind of figured out like he is onto something same thing with Tommy LaStella that they can kind of pick up on it. And on top of that, I think if the other two guys I mentioned with Piscotty and Chapman, their injuries are going to be something that are going to be hampering them and they'll be out of lineup, he's going to be the person to pick up that burden. And I hope this is the time where he really steps it up to be like the fan favorite and why we love him so much and he shows it over the next week.
0: I like it. I dig it a lot. Yes, we can. Now. Yeah. Um, and this is going to be a good segue into mine because I don't fucking – I don't know who to pick anymore. Um, so I was originally going to pick Tommy La because the last time I looked at his batting average, which I didn't pick – I didn't look at today. I looked at two days ago. It was not good. It was 267. And then you just told me that he's been hitting well, so I looked at his batting average. He has. He's been hitting two two seventy five. So I'm like, fuck. I can't pick Tommy Ostellah because everything I was gonna say about him would be irrelevant now. I was gonna say like, we just got him. He hasn't <laughs> been hitting well. He needs to get out of his slump. And he needs. And you know, I was thinking back to the at bat that I was talking about earlier. Like, I saw him just watch two strikes that were like right in in the the edge of the zone, and he just watched him go and swing at him. So. That picks out the fucking door. Um, my second one was gonna be Marcana for all the reasons you just said because Biscotti's out and he's gonna have to play right field and he's gonna be. We've been doing that a lot. I lately. know it's so frustrating. Um, and <laughs> and you know, for all the things you said, he's gonna be a really like important piece in the middle of the lineup. He. This is why we love him so much. He's always been Mr. Reliable for the past. Uh, I mean, he's been here as long as Simeon, so like the past five years, he's always just like randomly come out of nowhere and just had these insane streaks and just like, and he did it so well last year and played so well defensively last year that it, it got him a, a starting spot in left field on our team, a regular starting spot, instead of being like a role player, which he was the first couple of years. Um, so instead, I'm going to pick.
1: Just pick La well, no,
0: because then it. <laughs> Why would you not All right, pick I'm going to pick Marcus Simeon because, um, especially if he's going to hit the top of the lineup without Chapman, with a slumping Olsen, and with no Piscotti to be the hero, we're going to need him to step it up at the top of the lineup, batting behind Listella. So I'm picking Marcus Simeon. No, because it, I, I don't have a reason to pick Lestella. He's, he's playing well. Just, you know. All right.
1: I think a good reason to pick Lestella would have been to see how much of his patience has impacted the rest of the team.
0: Well, then in theory, you should pick the rest of the team to see if the, his patience will like light their bats up. So the essential tailgate tool of the week... My player to watch is the whole Oakland The essential A's tailgate lineup. tool of the week is everybody but Tommy Lestella to see if... Tommy Lestella's patience and his act and his uh good average hitting is gonna <laughs> rub off on everybody. Alright, so that's mine. Mine is that's my essential <laughs> tailgate tool of the week. I'm changing mine. It's the entire team except for him.
1: Fantastic, You, Great you job. did this.
0: You did this, Julio. This is your fault. <laughs> Alright, guys, this that's is hilarious. gonna this is gonna do it for this episode of the Town Tailgate podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, Tyler. Uh I know it's been a long episode and it's been late Thanks but this was a lot me. of fun. Uh, especially your f- uh, five hottest days. We've been really wanting to hear that.
2: <laughs> I know that was yeah, yeah, especially, especially was to for, to see like. your
0: taste in men really just rub off on that one the the rough around the edges southern <laughs> southern draw guys. All right. Good to know.
2: That's, I see. I didn't know they were all the Southern jets. <laughs> yeah. so your I number one is like a myself, fucking so.
0: <laughs> exact look alike of your uh, fiance. This is so great. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Julio. What time oh, is man. it?
1: that's great. It is time to head into the ballpark.
0: What are you sneaking in it's this time
1: week? Time to go. Um, well, it's great because. Tyler's actually got like a pretty big jacket, so we're gonna sneak in a couple tall cans in there. Um, we're we're gonna bring for the people, so I'm gonna bring in some claws on myself, and then we'll bring in a couple laganitas in her jacket and make sure nobody. So funny
0: sense. thing about random fact before we end this: Tyler McAvena, um this might incriminate her, but whatever, is a expert at sneaking in booze into stadiums after tailgates. So. She would be the one we should take advice from the most. You and your dad. You and your dad are very good at this.
2: Oh, we have brought in our fair share of fireball,
0: <laughs> <that's> for sure. <laughs> All right, let's pack up the gear. Let's head in. The game is starting. Thank you for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week. Peace. Let's go, Oakland. Whoop. The Town Tailgate is an independently produced podcast. It is written and executive produced by this guy, Chris Madrigal (laughs) and my partner in crime, Julio Reynoso. It is sound mixed and edited by yours truly. Social media management and marketing is run by once again, my partner, Julio Reynoso and a special thanks and shout out to my brother, Larry Madrigal for composing and producing our theme song, as well as graphic designing our album cover and artwork. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Please tune in next week. Please subscribe. And last but not least, as we always say, let's go Oakland.